if you ever feel like something is very, very wrong, wrong with life, wrong with yourself, I understand. I have that feeling too. But in actuality, that feeling isn't wrong. That feeling is just being human. That intense feeling inside is the feeling of existing, of being alive, of being a person. It's a mountain to climb. It's a test to pass. It's a challenge we are ultimately worthy of. And rather than dread or resent this challenge, we can embrace it. We can learn from it. And we can celebrate it. Life is very intense, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Understanding this is what partying is all about. Look out! The lever! Get away from that lever! Don't blow us all to atoms! Welcome, everyone. This is That Record Got Me High. I'm Rob Elba. It's great to have you guys here for another week. And I have an exciting guest for you guys that I'm going to jump right into because this is the creator of the of the uh, award-winning Facebook group. That Facebook group got me high. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Mark Garita. Welcome to the show, Mark Garita. Hey, Rob. And we'll try to fix the settings so people can find it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's exclusive. It's very exclusive. Apparently, it's so exclusive people have trouble finding it. But Mark's going to try and it, take it, care of that. It's your uh, it's your meme beta testing group. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you guys aren't members of it, you're missing uh, a lot of good stuff. So, I don't know how good this stuff is. You're missing, but you're missing <laughs> stuff. Let's just say. All right. So, Mark, uh, I'm just going to call you Mark. But obviously, his real name is not Margarita, but he's a very uh, secretive, very private person. So we, we know him as that. And that's that's all you guys are getting from us. And you've been on before. We did the uh, Teenager of the Year by Frank Black, right? Yeah. OK. What you're a big Frank Black fan, music fan. You like what your what your hobbies are music and, and you like to get in fights, occasional fights with other people on groups and music groups, right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> well yeah that's why the uh frank black episode wasn't as popular as i was hoping i kind of like you know not really uh... you were scared to share it because you're afraid i know some of these hard when when we do a record of someone that uh or a group or record that has hardcore fans it's always hit or miss because sometimes they just you just can't please you know you you can't please everyone so that's just the way it is but that's fine. I've already resigned myself to that. And I'm I'm older than you. I'm uh, I'm used to you know. Yeah, I, I have no problem uh, people getting mad at me, uh, offending people. That's it. It, it actually makes me. Uh, it's kind of like my hobby. <laughs> so I have no problem with that. All right. So you brought, but you brought something. Uh, another artist that that I know you're a big fan of, and that I'm interested in how big a fan you are of this artist. So uh, what's the person and what's the record we're doing? The, the guy is Andrew WK, and the record is uh, 2018's You're Not Alone. You're Not Alone by Andrew WK. And so Andrew WK, uh, his real name, <laughs> you must know his real name, right? What is it? Andrew? Like, Wilkes Creer? Yeah, Andrew Federley Wilkes Creer, uh, known as Andrew WK. This is his fifth uh, official like studio album. Like you said, came out in 2018. Um, the artwork for it's really, really good. It's really interesting because it's like this fantasy. It's done by these uh, famous fantasy artists, right? Yeah. Julie Bell and Boris Vallejo. Uh, and, and it looks, 
it, it, it really looks like it sounds because it, it's just, but it's really funny. I don't know, for, for people who don't know Andrew W.K., he's this guy, I mean, he, he'll usually always wear the same thing. He wears these dirty, kind of dirty white, uh, white jeans, white shirt. Uh, he has a mic when he's when he's rocking out. He puts the mic down his stuffs the mic down his pants. He's got long yeah. hair. Uh, <laughs> he looks like he's coming over to to work on your house. Yeah, maybe right, right, right. But uh, he's just got this very positive outlook on life, and he's very up and positive, and and he's all about uh, partying. So when did uh, when did that first record I get wet? When did I get wet come out? I think it's 2001. Okay. And and I remember when that came out and I actually got that record. And I saw, I forget, I saw him something. Maybe I saw him on MTV and I just said, oh, oh, this is good. I, I like this. that record and i really like that record so i'm assuming you got that record did, did you get it right when it came out uh either then or like a little bit after okay and um yeah it's just if you like anthemic over the top very epic sounding rock which which i do i'm a fan of it but it's it's music that some people i could see not liking because it's a produced yeah. right it's very produced and uh, like thinking of the other um uh, 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 music that that I know you're a fan of, especially like uh, the Frank Black and the Pixies and stuff. I wouldn't uh-huh. necessarily think, you know, see how you would become a big fan of him. But what do you think it is about him and his music that you're attracted? Yeah, to? that that totally makes sense. And you know, like the over the years when I've talked to people about him, I haven't really come across you know a lot of like fans or people, you know, even friends right. of mine, Me friends too. of mine that like indie rock, yeah. you know, don't yeah. usually like him. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. I can't think. I don't know if I know anyone that, <laughs> that really in my immediate group of friends that that like him. But obviously there are he, he does have a, a fan base and he is, you know, he, he does have a big fan base. And in reading about the, uh, this album, like I didn't know I didn't keep up. I had, I talked about this already on the squeeze episode. I have a problem with even people I like sort of. Uh, not keeping up with their careers and like moving on to other people. So right. yeah. yeah, I almost was thinking about asking you about that. That thing you were at, kept at you asked Peter a couple times about leaving bands behind. Why do you do that? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I you know I don't know. I don't have an explanation for it. But I yeah. I, I got the one after this, the Wolf, which uh, which was good too. I like that too. And then that was it. And and I checked him out on um, Spotify. I know he did that piano record, right? I remember hearing something about that. I, I I don't think I've heard that one. Oh, okay. It's I mean, it's basically like just piano. Uh, him playing this improv, almost like improv piano. He's really good. Thing is, he's aside from uh, he's a very interesting character, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think so. And and also, there's actually uh, there's and and I think he plays up the fact that there's there's these rumors about him that he's like this some. Um, 
right. manufactured uh, thing, and he's not even like a real per- there's not even a real person named Andrew, Andrew WK. Yeah. You've heard that. And I think he uh, he has a good enough sense of humor that he sometimes plays into that a little. There was even I a rumor. Know. I guess uh, uh, Dave Grohl was an early fan and he and he had heard one of his early tapes. And then some people said that he's that it, it's really just Dave Grohl doing uh-huh. <laughs> doing a bit. <laughs> I can see people buying that. I mean, Dave Grohl did, you know, that first Foo Fighters record all, all by himself. All by himself, right. Except uh, except Dave Grohl's too short. Andrew WK's taller. And <laughs> Andrew WK has a better hair than Dave Grohl, too. I Rob, I, I, met, I met Andrew WK at an in-store one time, and I took a selfie with him. And then I look at the selfie later on, and he totally took a knee to have his head be next right, to mine. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. Well, that was nice of him. See, he seems, and, and, and that's the thing about him. He seems just like he's a really good guy, right? It seems that way. I mean, that's the impression I get no, from so much of, you know. Yeah. He just the, the, the joy he takes in the music and the, the attention to detail in the lyrics. It, I don't know. That's my impression anyway. Yeah. Well, okay. So what I was going to say, and I was reading about this record and I was going like and reading uh, reviews and listener reviews. And a lot of people like really really love his music because it makes them it it, it, it like helps them with their life because he's kind of especially this record it's kind of like uh i was thinking it's a cross between jim uh, jim steinman and tony robbins like a self-help yeah yeah, so he's kind of like a self-help guru and he even has some spoken word things on this record uh which is kind of i mean it it it's weird. The spoken word things are kind of strange because I don't know if they really fit good on a record because after a while I would think you would get tired of hearing them. Oh, you know, right. Uh, but, but, but they're good. Pretty, it shows a lot of confidence that he would do that though. To oh me. yeah, no, totally. And then there are people that it really helps because you know, the thing is with hearing things that are, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, trying to tell you that you're good and that you, you should be positive. Things are going to get better. That's something that some people need to hear over and over again to sort of convince themselves of it, you know, and, and to hear it. So yeah. it's actually good. And I think he does do a lot of good and, and actually helps a lot of people because uh, we'll d- dig into the lyrics on this. But it, it seems to me like he could be someone that maybe at some time he struggled with depression and uh, and he sort of so. lifted himself out of it. And he just wants to help other people lift themselves out of it. And it, it's kind of a joke the way he uh, party, everything's party this, party that. But right. I think obviously he uses party as a metaphor for just Absolutely. being right for just being uh, positive and up. So, yeah. uh, all right, cool. So that's so this is something that's actually uh, obviously struck a chord with you and you're not too cool for school that you can't appreciate it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the thing you were saying about, you know, people needing to hear it over and over uh, in the year that this record came out, actually before the record even came out, there was the um, American Association of Suicidology gave him the person of the year because of that positive stuff. Oh, good, good. That, that's so nice. kind of like a suicide awareness, you know, organization gave him an award. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then aside from all that, the music he makes, look, I, I mean, th- this is not for everyone. And there is going to be some, I know some of my listeners who are who are too cool for school are going to totally turn their noses up at this, but you know, and, and that's fine. Not everyone, um, yeah. not everyone likes everything, but, uh, I, I liken it to, I like, uh, meatloaf, a bat out of hell. I love that record. <laughs> I do. And, and I love that record, but I could see how for some people it's just so over the top and so, you know, extra. And it's, it's really much. easy. Yeah. That's a <laughs> extra. It's really easy to just dismiss it, you to know? dismiss it and to make fun of it. 
but you, if you, you so to listen to get into something like this, you kind of have to put your cynicism aside. You can't be cynical, uh-huh. and you just got to listen to it for what it is and enjoy it. And uh, I can do that. Not everyone, of course, can do that. But that's why if you can't do that, that's fine. You know, go you know go f- uh, go find a Sonic Youth podcast or something to listen <laughs> to for this one uh, for this one time. A, a couple other things I remember. One of the, I remember early in the early two thousands, he was on a this MTV show called a Crashing. Do you remember Crashing with Andrew WK? I didn't see that, and okay. I never saw I never saw that Destroy Build Destroy show either. Oh, okay, but but this was great. It was like a a thing where he went to this girls' dorm at uh, North Carolina Central University, and it, it it's it's uh, mostly a, a black college, and they took this because someone had the genius idea to just take him and put him in this dorm and to like live with these girls and like and he was playing in the marching band, but it was so great because he like he like won everyone over there. They all loved by the end. They all loved him, and he's just such a because he's just so positive and he was like helping I'm never did this I would tell my children my grandchildren everybody else about this experience I learned a lot from Andrew about appreciating life appreciating the simple things that go on around you he doesn't really care about all the material aspects of being an artist he just wants to make his fans happy Andrew he just really made me see that not all people in his world are so uptight he is so cool I easy one of the coolest white boys I ever met. You know, these girls would get into these little fights with each other, and he'd like, you know, come on, <laughs> you know. And, uh-huh. and he was—it was just so good, and it just made me. After I saw that, I was a fan. I was just a uh, a fan of him. And um, also, real quick before we get into the record, do you did you remember that thing he did in uh, 2013 where he played drums for a, a, a 24 hours straight? No, you mentioned that to me when we were talking. Oh my uh, God! It's so this ago. you could see some YouTube thing of it, but I remember he he set a world a drumming record for the longest uh, drum session, and he did it at this like store in Times Square, and he uh-huh. literally just sat there and played drums for twenty four hours, and then people different people would come in and jam with him. Um, but I remember they live streamed the whole thing, and and every once in a while, every couple of hours or so, I'd I check in just to see is he still doing it, and yeah, man, he's still <laughs> doing it, and he did it the whole time, and it's just so it's crazy. He he does stuff like that, and uh, you know, uh, kind of a nut, maybe not every, you know, he's one of these guys where you can't, I can't get a read. Is is yeah. is he really serious? You know, is he really right? Take, right. right? Yeah, you mentioned Andy Kaufman when yes. we were talking last time. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, there's definitely that aspect. But I don't know. I think he is just, I think he's the, the real deal. And uh, that this is how he lives his life. And um, I did, I, I actually, I've seen him a couple times. Actually, my uh, my friend, uh, Rad Bastard, who he mentioned a lot, Rad Bastard played in a band with him early on in uh, in uh, To Live and Shave. They all did a, like, To Live and Shave in L.A. tour together with Tom Smith and Rat. And Andrew W.K. was part of that tour. And uh, nice. so, yeah, when he came here, Rat had, uh, you know, was holding court with him. And uh, he did seem like a really, uh, just like a really great guy. Just like how you would imagine. So th- Was that the was To nice Live and Shave thing, was that the guy that did 39 Clocks? Yes, Tom Smith. Okay, cool. Yep, that's Tom Smith. Speaking of nuts uh, and <laughs> maniacs, but, uh, <laughs> but it's great. Yeah, I definitely we have a, a, a group of uh, characters that we know. It's, um, it's something. But uh, all right, so so this uh, so this record you didn't pick it to be ironic or to be funny. This 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 stuff means uh, a lot to you, right? 
I th- yeah, I've got I've got notes on all the songs. I'll just try to kind of keep it a little minimal. <laughs> yeah, well, you gave me it's good because it's really long. It's a, this is a lot of songs. So you gave me the songs that we're going to highlight and we'll do that. Um, so because the first song, uh, the uh, power of partying, it's basically this uh, dramatic musical opening. And it, it, with him just a, a party, of course, he's repeating party, party over. But uh, yeah. it's not it's kind of like a like an intro. Like if you're going to see a musical, that would be like the intro to everything, right? Yeah, or like a wrestler walking in or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But then we go into uh, the track. Let's listen to a little bit of Music is Worth Living For. I love that little that falsetto part that he comes in with. So right. this is kind of like a throwback song. There's a couple songs on here that definitely could fit in on the first record. I get yeah. wet, I feel like. Yeah, so he's definitely going back to his roots. Um, just with the super catchy ear candy. I, I liken it to like ear candy, I call it. You, you yeah. Know? yeah, there's a lot of that in his music for sure. There is, but... But it's done really well. I mean, the man can 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 write a song, and he he could write a melody. Uh, a lot of these songs have these really good guitar riffs, and then it's got those little keyboard things, and uh, it's good. Yeah. So this obviously, all right. So this song basically is is him. He he sort of puts uh, music as obviously that's a big part of his joy in life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he says, um, I bet you never thought you'd live to see the day where we could play with joy and laughter. And I bet you never thought we'd make it all the way and we could stay forever after. But I guess we proved you wrong. And I guess we showed them all, paid our dues, getting up off the floor. Yeah. Music is worth living for, he's saying. (laughs) So I guess this is sort of like his, uh, you know, uh, that he, I think that's probably the thing that he he uh, was his salvation music was his salvation and and whenever whatever uh struggles he had music was his way out of it yeah and it seems like he feels like it's worth it yes you can definitely hear some like kind of referencing some like downtimes and like struggles in it yeah right 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 and always vaguely i don't know are you a religious person at all are you uh oh i was wondering if that was going to come up during this yeah. And I was, I heard what you said during the Prince episode that you, you don't really consider yourself that spiritual. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's funny because the way that I kind of approach that stuff is kind of similar to some of his spoken word. Like it, it has to do more. I, it's hard to explain. It has to do with just like my religion is like paying attention or something. Oh, okay. Okay. 
So you have your own, yes, you're mindful. I mean, I kind of, I I kind (laughs) of see what you're saying. You don't ascribe to any specific like organized religious thing, but you also don't feel like you're just floundering around in the ether with no like a compass and no like grounding. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's kind of the way I feel too. And I feel like sometimes he, uh, yeah, he skirts like basically I feel like he, uh, well, we'll get to it more when we get to more. Cause some of, some of the songs definitely have uh, almost like borderline, like skirting religious or, or like he could be like a preacher, you know? Oh, for sure. And this next album that's coming out actually, uh, in September is called God is partying. I saw, yes, that's right. I saw that. <laughs> and, it, and it's like a straightforward metal album. Have you heard any of the singles? No, no, I haven't. Is it? Oh, great. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I love it. All right. Uh, so here, right away. So this next song here, we get some evidence that maybe he wasn't always a super positive dude that that we oh, know him yeah. as, right? Uh, yeah. And maybe he's uh, just like us, Mark. <laughs> Let's listen to a little bit of Ever Again. <laughs> Powerful lyrics there going on there. Uh-huh. You know, you know what I'm talking about when he says they made me think I was crazy and that the the pain was here to stay. Now that I found the answer, I'm never gonna lose uh, my way ever again. But you know, that part they made me think I'm crazy and that the pain was here to stay. I think that's a big message that I keep uh he keeps going back to is that he's letting people know yeah, life's hard and you're going to be in pain, but it's not forever, you know? Right. And that's important for people to hear, right? Yeah. And, and then like the, the, some of the, 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 some of the, the stuff where he's talking about where it's like, I don't know. I think I have a different, um, I might feel a little differently about this, the lyrics in this one, because this one, the, the whole thing about like, I found the answer type of stuff. I, to me, it kind of creeps me out. <laughs> and I, I, I really I like I like that the following track kind of gets rid of that. It, it it it's kind of like because I it's just the thing about like I found the answer and I'm never gonna like be sad again. Like to me, that's it's almost I hope he's kind of playing a character because to me that's like the biggest mistake of people that that get into like like a cult or some kind of a belief where you think that it that something simple is just going to fix everything for you. Oh, uh, okay. You know? I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But yeah, but you're kind of see yeah, when he's saying uh they say nobody changes but he's living. but I think the answer but the answer he found which he says later on in the record is that 
life's a roller coaster and it's up and down. So you, you don't always yeah. have to be happy and you don't have to. So I think maybe that's what right. he's talking about. So maybe okay. l- literally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he's, I could see what you're saying. That could be kind of creepy if he's talking about some of the answer, because obviously if it was a, uh, a, a preacher, he'd be talking, the answer would be Jesus. And that would be the Jesus. And as long as you put your trust in, in, uh, in Jesus, everything will be okay. And I don't know. That's, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with people think that too, as long as they don't think, like he said, you don't want people to think that everything's going to always be okay and that and that one answer is going to solve all the problems because that's not uh, that's not real life. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think. I don't know. Well, you know what? This leads perfectly into the next song because what is he saying in the next song? What is he saying? I think he like kind of refutes the stuff in Ever Again where he says, yeah, I don't know anything. I don't know. Says, I don't know anything. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's, let's listen to that. I don't know the truth. Okay, so this is perfect because this one proves that he's that he's not just uh, preaching at, at us, you know. Yeah, at, I, I breathed a little sigh of relief when I heard this one because yeah, he's yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> well, you say, and anybody that I'm going to listen to kind of speak on like important matters, I I don't want them to be like asking me to follow them and worship them, and he's he's kind of being clear about that on this. Like, I don't, you know, I'm a. You know, at least it's a, hu- a humble stance, even if he thinks he's smart. It is because that's a it's actually a real refreshing message to hear from someone that's a motivational because he is a mm. motivational speaker. He, he actually does do that. He does right. motivate. But to hear a motivational speaker say stuff like, I don't know the Christ, don't know how to pray, how to face the world, can't even face the day. Yeah. You know, Joel, uh, Joel fucking Austin is isn't is never going to say shit like that. No. <laughs> I can't face the day. Imagine him starting. Exactly. You know, uh, exactly. Uh, He's never going to say, I don't know anything. So yeah, that, <laughs> I don't know why I'm shitting. Well, actually I do know why I'm shitting on Joel Osteen. Fuck him. <laughs> his giant church. Yeah. Oh my God. And his big smile of teeth. And his big puffy hair. Yeah. And the, oh, that's terrible. All right. Uh, so I just want to mention real quick, there is a, the first spoken word, uh, the feeling of being alive is the next one, the spoken word. And, and like I said, uh, the spoken word kind of, uh, kind of, for me, kind of breaks the flow of the record. But, it, but it's nice to hear at least once because he's definitely uh, talking the talk and he's walking the walk, you know, by uh, yeah. and giving messaging, like I said, that maybe some people need to hear this stuff. And obviously, like I said, reading reviews of it, some people really do need to hear this and really get a lot out of this. And that's great. You know, who's going to who's going to poo poo that? Believe me, there'll be plenty of people that do poo poo, <laughs> but I'm not going to. Uh, all right. So now we get a uh, song starts with some piano, which I always forget that he's like just a really good musician and a really good yeah. uh, piano player. He's he started playing when he was like four years old, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so party mindset. Uh, let's <laughs> party. Let's listen to a little bit of party mindset.
So he doesn't need a, what he's saying is you don't need a party. You don't need to actually be at a party to have a party mindset, right? <laughs> right. The trap trappings of the party. Do, yeah. do any influences jump out at you or is it just me? I thought, I thought you might say one particular band. Well, what? So let me know. To me, it's kind of like Beach Boys. Oh, like okay, a, okay. With a, with a tiny bit of Ramones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Bit, yeah, definitely. A little bit of like mid-tempo kind of. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure he's a huge fan of uh, both of them, and they're obviously very similar. Beach Boys and Ramones, and yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I see that in. in uh, I see that in here, and he even mentions the beach that he doesn't need barbecue. Right. True, true, true. Don't need a beach. Um, yeah, so he's using it, like we said, as a metaphor for just uh, being positive and moving forward. That's yeah, and this part. song is more, this one's more laid back than a lot of the tracks on the album. It's kind of like easy going. It is, which is good though. It's, it's good. He, he definitely, cause, uh, the thing about, um, even the first record, as good as it is, it could get kind of samey because he's got uh, a lot of the songs have that same fast, uh, you know, rhythm. A lot of them are, are uh, actually it's not even a live drummer. A lot of them is these uh, program drums and uh, it can get kind of samey. So it's nice. I appreciate on this record. He does break things up a little. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, some that I, the first one I get wet. Yeah, like when I listen to that, I get worn out because I'll start <laughs> kind of jump. I'm, I'm yeah. like, like, I'm too old to like, listen to that. Like, you know, any given day, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. It's great though. Sometimes when I'm uh, like, if, if you're on a drive and you got to stay awake, that that's the, <laughs> that's the thing you want to listen to. All right. So the, uh, the party, speaking of the party, what else does the party never do? The party it never dies. It never dies. Exactly. It's all very epic and overwrought, right? And and it, over yeah. the top. Uh, but this is this is what I was talking about—the whole Jesus as a party thing. Because when he's talking about the child, you know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I feel uh, you know. There's there's that metaphor he's putting in there. But I he knows. I feel like he's smart enough to know what he's doing when he does stuff like that. Uh huh. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I think with the epicness that this one feels almost like it belongs in like either like like a sci-fi movie or like a like a fantasy movie or something. Oh, yeah. It, right. Right. Yeah. It, it feels so dramatic, but it's just it kind of like kind of strange, strange poem about like a child, you know? Exactly. Exactly. But uh, so dramatic and so over the top. Uh, it's great. Yeah. 
This episode of That Record Got Me High podcast is brought to you by our patrons at Patreon. What is Patreon? Well, I've only been telling you about it for the past three years, but Patreon is a platform that allows you to support artists and creators that you love. How do you become a patron? Well, I also mentioned this too. You go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH or just go to patreon.com and search for That Record Got Me High podcast and become a patron of the show. It's fun. It's, well, I don't know how fun it is, really, but uh, it really helps out, and we appreciate you, and we have special patron-curated episodes, and we send out newsletters, and uh, it is fun. Let's, I'm just going to go on record as saying it's kind of fun. Go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron today. Uh, and now we get, now we get, this is what I was talking about changing it up. This next one, it, it's a different vocal style for him because he's singing. He's actually singing instead of his usual scream singing. Uh, uh-huh. And it's kind of interesting. I like, you know, it's, it's not unappealing. <laughs> Let's do a little bit of keep on going. on going now let me ask you are you are you able to like listen if you're feeling down or something can you put this on and, and actually make yourself like make yourself feel better and pick you up can you use yeah, it for it's, that? it's done that it's done that for oh, that's me. great that's cool i'm gonna ask you something a little personal i know you have a you well, have a girlfriend you, you're engaged right yeah are you still engaged okay that's good you are yeah what is she what is she uh, is she a fan too or what does she think of your oh, andrew w yes oh, but- I'm curious. She and I, we only really, we both like the band, the vaccines. Oh yeah. Um, Great. And then she likes Taylor Swift and I kind of sit through Taylor Swift and Halsey. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. But I, I don't think she's really that familiar with Andrew WK. I, I dragged her to a couple of pixie shows and she kind of tolerated it. She tolerated it. All right. But she, that's not her jam. I'm just not wondering really. if someone's not into it, if they're sitting, if they're listening, sitting, you listening to you, listen to this and thinking, what the fuck are you listening to? I know. <laughs> I, I know. I just wonder. We've listened to a couple of that record got me highs with her. She, she seemed to like the Stevie wonder episode a little bit. Oh, good. Uh, a little bit. All right. Well, that's fine. You know, everyone, you know, every, uh, everyone can't be a fan of everything. I'm fine with that. Yeah. 
but she's like, yeah, she's down with Taylor Swift. That's fine. Uh, did she listen to, our, uh, to the Taylor Swift episode? With I, my I, gave it, I gave it to her and her sister, and I, I never heard back about oh, it. <laughs> I, I feel like they would probably like that. that I'll, I'll shame her with this. Right. She'll be listening to it and covering her face with a pillow. She isn't really young, is she? Uh, she's not like 25 or something, is she? Not that okay, young, no. Right. She's a little older than that. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm not judging. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't even know how old. You're, you're not that old. You're fine. <laughs> I'm about 40. She's about a little younger than 30. Okay. All right. That's fine. All right. I just want to say something real quick about in the next spoken word one, in your darkest moments, it's, it's, it's a message that kind of leads into the next song, the uh, devil's on your side. But mm. it's, it's basically when he's talking about that darkness, he's saying darkness and shadow aren't our enemies, ah. but, a, but a necessary part of life. He said, and and I, he says something really greater. He says, deep down, we don't really want an easy life. We want an amazing life with all the ups and downs that the roller coaster of life can offer. And that's a really good. I, I like that. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you know that that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, <laughs> I'm 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 buying into it all. You know, because it's good. It's not like it's not like he's saying shit that's uh, bullshit. It, some of it may be corny, and some of it may be oh yeah okay. But I mean, it, it's still not a bad message to give. You know. Yeah, and I think a lot of the music we like definitely has a dark side to it. Of course, of course. But he's yeah, he's saying don't worry. You know, don't worry about it. it it's not an enemy. It's just all. It's all part of life. Uh, all right, so this next one, The Devil's on Your Side is a great example of his just ability to just write a really catchy rock song because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of corny and everything, but it's still catchy as fuck. So uh, <laughs> isn't it? I, I love this song. Let's listen to a little bit of The Devil's on Your Side. You thought it'd be an easy trip, but I took you. This song reminded me of someone else, uh, another musician that he definitely reminds me of. Not not so much in in the messages, but in the music and his presentation. Uh huh. Alice Cooper, especially early ah. Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah, a lot of this stuff sounds like, because Alice Cooper was very theatrical, and a, a lot of times yeah. it was over the top, 
music and yeah I'm, i have to think that he was a big fan and uh and this is it and what he's saying here he's saying it you got a devil inside you embrace the devil inside you because he just wants to party too <laughs> right <laughs> I'll, I'll roll with that <laughs> yeah 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 he just wants to party um you can do it do a b-side for the song called devil party there you go there you go um yeah that's like that's a song kid rock wishes he could write oh man oh that's funny oh geez yeah all right, so now we get more of the singing, Andrew WK. So what do you think of that? Obviously, he's not someone that has like a great voice. Again, uh, similar to Alice Cooper, but he's got this like a distinctive raw voice, but you wouldn't say like he was a great singer uh, tr- yeah. uh, traditionally. And he's, uh, I feel the same way about Andrew, but I, it, it's interesting. I like how he's trying to sing a little more, you know, just to change it up a little. Yeah, and it's a little cleaner. It sounds more like natural and like he's kind of setting aside like the trappings of like hard rock and it's just kind of a normal song, kind of, you know. Oh, this one. Oh, and also when you're listening to it now, I want you to think uh, this song totally could be covered by uh, by like a female pop star now and it would be a fucking huge hit. I'm telling you, listen to it now and picture like uh, Demi Lovato or someone singing it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I could. I could. All right, let's listen. Total freedom. We didn't care at all. like Miley Cyrus or Ariana Grande or someone singing this like an oh, octave yeah. and, higher and I, I don't think I'd even recognize it as like an Andrew WK song either yeah oh man and kind of like you with you know the Prince episode you just did you know Prince had some songs I, I think he wrote like Manic Monday yeah yeah and like some of the you know I, I I could he's such a music guy I could definitely see him writing songs for other people but I you know a lot most of the artists that we that we're into don't tend to do that and that's not really a big part of the culture anymore that i know of you know right yeah it's it's true you're right but but i think it would totally work if if anyway by the way if a girl if a female artist ends up doing it covering it i want to uh, i want points on that <laughs> i want a piece of that because that's, that's it was my idea let's go on record um and and also a side note in the words here this is to the haters which i know i i can't wait for the snarky comments when this episode comes out about this record but he's singing right at you guys when he says we didn't care at all about what other people thought or if we could pass the test or if we were cool or not yeah that's really that's really good Right. We don't care if we're cool or not. And you kind of get the sense that if you're hanging out with him, you know, he wouldn't really shy away from kind of doing his own thing. Like he wouldn't necessarily like completely agree with, you know, everything you like and the way that you want to do things. He's just kind of his own dude. 
Yeah, yeah, right, right. But yeah, that's it. Just uh, like what you like and enjoy what you enjoy. Come on, life's too short, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so before we get uh, to... Uh, there's a, a ridiculously epic, over-the-top piano instrumental beyond Oblivion, but it's really good. I really like that one. That is nice. Yeah, yeah I almost nice. went back to ask if you wanted to talk about that one. But, I'll play yeah. a little bit of it. I, I just love it. Like I said, it's just yeah, this... It's uh, nice this uh instrumental uh and it's it's just great i mean come on the guy uh you, you can't he may not be your cup of tea but he's uh he's talented he's really talented and uh yeah he's a talented dude and um also the the final i know you're not crazy about the final song you're not alone but uh it it's a nice closer because it kind of sums up you know, because he's telling you you're never really alone, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so that's a nice to know that you got Andrew WK on oh, your side, too. Oh, one more little thing about that. When I saw him at the in-store, he was saying there's a double meaning that you're not alone. There's the whole, you know, friendly hand on the shoulder, you're not alone, but there's also somebody might be watching you. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of funny. Actually, he put it even more creepy, but it, it sounds weird. It was, I, I don't know. There's it definitely a little creepy quality to him, right? Like he's yeah. like, like I, I don't know. Um, I, I always, I hate to speculate with people that say, oh, they're a little bit on the spectrum or something, but there's something going on <laughs> with him, right? Unless he's, yeah, there, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Unless he's totally putting on a, a persona and he goes home and he takes off the white t-shirt and he and he puts on a, a black shirt and he's just like you know drinks a beer and, and he's not and, and he puts on a persona like a Andy like we said like an Andy Kaufman type thing. I don't but know. It's funny you said it's funny you said the spectrum thing because I was thinking about like um, the way that like for students that are in special ed the way that you are constantly trying to keep things positive for them. Um, oh so right! I, I think there's a kind of a connection there. Oh yeah, okay, and and yeah, I just feel I've seen. I know he does. Um, I like follow him on uh, Twitter, and um, he did for a while. He did like a advice column where people would ask him advice, and he give him. And it was very. He was always very wealthy. He'd give very well thought out answers and very concerned. So yeah, I feel like he would do. Uh, I know. You're a teacher. We could say that. We could say you're a teacher, right? Because no one knows who you yeah, are. Yeah, you can say that. Okay, <laughs> you're a teacher. So I feel like he would be a, a, a good teacher, right? Don't you think? Yeah, I'd like to be in his music class. Oh, right. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but no, I just feel like he's uh, the way he... Um, he has kind of a nice attitude. Had a nice attitude, right, which is important for a teacher, right? I'm sure we've all had teachers that didn't have nice attitudes, and that's uh, it's horrible. How are you? You must have, you have a good, do you have a good attitude with your students? It goes up and down. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh-oh, teacher's in a bad mood today. He didn't listen, he, he didn't listen to his Andrew W.K. record. <laughs> So yeah, this was a really fun record for me. Like I said, I've I've enjoyed uh, I enjoyed listening to it this week. Uh, I really did, and I think people should uh, give it a chance, even if you. It, it's probably it, it might not be your cup of tea, like I said, but there's definitely something there. I think I think there is, and uh, it's good. It's good stuff. I really uh, yeah. I think you know he got so that the party hard thing was such a caricature. I think a lot of people just just kind of left it there. Right. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But he does, like I said, he does have his, uh, his fans. He has his hardcore fans and they really, you know, that, that's great. Good, good for him and good for people that get, get something out of it. Like you clearly do. You get something out of it. That's good. Who knows what you'd yeah. be like if you didn't have Andrew WK, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so anything, let's see, we'll, we'll definitely plug the, that Facebook group got me high. You're going to, you're going to try and fix it so more people could find it. Uh, so it's easier yeah. to find the private, uh, the very private, uh, that Facebook group got me high. Uh, and I, fin- I finally ponied up your Patreon. So you just, you did, you became a patron that stand, trying to stay in your good graces. No, well, I never, did I ever once say, Oh, you oh no, 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 you I didn't. didn't. I just, but you know, I appreciate it. No, I <laughs> every do. episode I hear it. And I'm like, Oh, I should give him. <laughs> I do. No, I do the same thing. You know what? There's podcasts I listen to and I, and I say, Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta become a patron. And, and I do, I'm a patron of other uh, podcasts that I listen to. And it's good. It's a nice thing, especially if you're gonna, yeah, if you're involved, it's just a little way. Are you going to send something in for the, uh, for the soundtrack? The episode? soundtrack one. Yeah. I was thinking about it. You should do it. Yeah. Actually, we could do it right now. When we're done doing this, you could just give it to me right now if you want, and then you don't even have to send it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, if you would like to get on board with that, you can go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and you become a patron of the show, like our good friend Mark Garita. Who, thanks, Rob. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was great having you on. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget all the social. I'm not going to list all the social. You know. <laughs> but uh, subscribe. Come party with us. Yeah, uh, subscribe though. If you listen, whatever you're listening on, if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to it. Uh, we're getting more subscribers. We actually are. The listener counts going up. Getting more fans uh, from all over the world, and that's really great. It's very gratifying. Uh, I appreciate all of you. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. We got some really fun records coming up. Some, like eclectic, an eclectic group of records for sure. Which is like I try and. Uh, I don't. I don't say no to anyone. I haven't. I haven't actually given anyone a hard no for a record. Actually, I did once because it was in the front. The whole thing was in the front. <laughs> but aside from that, I haven't given anyone a hard no. Inclusive and positivity, right, Mark? <laughs> sure. Sure. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next week. We are out of here. <laughs>